Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, D.C. Lundberg. Well, Monday is upon us once again. Now I know that's not good news, but the good news is it's another week of Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please remember that you can download, rate, and subscribe to this program on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use. Ask your smart device to play Locked On Mariners Podcast or any program here on the Locked On Podcast Network, or if you like initialisms, T-L-O-P-N, or if you like initialisms pronounced phonetically, Tloppin'. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners and follow me on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg, L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G for those scoring at home. Two games to recap, the final two games of the Padres series in which the Mariners acted as the home team in Petco Park in San Diego, California, United States, Earth. Uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, first game was Saturday. Actually, the second game was Saturday. After dropping the opener on Friday, Mariners uh, came back and won 4-1. to one. Mariners scored in the bottom of the first inning. Dylan Moore scored on a Ty France RBI single. Former Padre, Ty France. Top of the third inning, Padres get one right back to tie the ball game. And then in the bottom of the third, Luis Torrens hits a two-run double to bring the Mariners to a 3-1 to lead. Bottom of the fifth inning, Kyle Lewis adds an insurance run. I guess it's not an insurance run that early in the ball game. On a solo home run, and the uh, Mariners would win by that 4-1 to final. Just as Sheffield started, pitched very well once again. Six innings, six hits, just the one run. It was earned. Only two walks. Yeah, that could be better, but that's not bad. And five strikeouts. Donnie Sadler came in for an inning of scoreless baseball, struck out one. Kendall Graveman, an inning of scoreless baseball. And Yoshihisa Hirano, or as he's known in Japan, Hirano Yoshihisa, an inning <laughs> of scoreless baseball. Did give up three hits, but earns his third save of the season. Uh, Crawford went one for four in this game. J.P. Crawford, Kyle Lewis, one for four with that solo home run. Kyle Seager went 0 for two, but he did walk twice. Ty France went to two for four. He was pinch run for by uh, D. Strange Gordon later on in the ball game. Luis Torrens, two for four. Evan White, one for four. And uh, Tim Lopes, well, one for three. Pardon me. The Astros also won on Saturday by a score of three to two over the Diamondbacks. The good news is that the Mariners didn't lose any ground, but they didn't gain any ground either. Yesterday, Sunday, September 20th, this was an 11-inning ball game. Um, I thought the extra inning rule was supposed to prevent 11-inning ball games. I thought they were all going to be only 10 or fewer from now on. Oh, I guess the commissioner was wrong, wasn't he? Yeah. Yep, uh, 7-4 to four was the final in this one. Mariners got the scoring underway in the bottom of the fifth inning on a Tim Lopes RBI double with Evan White scoring. Sixth inning, Will Myers hits a three-run home run to uh, bring the Padres to a 3-1 to one lead. Then in the bottom of the eighth, Dylan Moore answers with a two-run home run to tie the ball game. Game would be tied through regulation, which means that the baseball game is over and now it's time for Youth T-Ball. Oh, yay. Uh, Fernando Tatis drove in uh, Jorge Mateo, who was the pinch runner 
on second base to uh, begin the inning. I don't remember who the actual runner was supposed to be, nor do I give a crap. Jorge Mateo pinch ran. Jerickson Profar grounded out to advance him to third base, and then he was promptly driven in by Fernando Tatis Jr. Bottom of the 10th, the Mariners tie it up on a sacrifice fly by J.P. Crawford to score Tim Lopes, who had advanced to third base on a flyout by Luis Torrens. So tied after 10 innings, the game inexplicably goes to the 11th inning, which I was under the impression was never going to happen again. Oh my. You can tell I hate this rule, can't you, ladies and gentlemen? Mitch Moreland in the uh, top of the 11th inning, pardon me, uh, hit an RBI double. Profar hit a single and that to score another run, and then uh, Grisham reached on a fielding error by Dylan Moore to score yet another one, so the Padres score three that inning and take it by that 7-4 to four final. Justin Dunn had started the game for the Mariners, lasted th- uh, five and two-thirds innings, pardon me, two hits, three runs, all of them earned on that Manny Machado home run, six strikeouts, and four walks. This is a pretty typical outing. For Dunn. A lot of strikeouts, a lot of free runners put on base. Anthony Misevich cleaned up the sixth inning, pitched a third of an inning, didn't allow anything. Eric Swanson then came in from an inning, and amazingly enough, he didn't allow anything. Zilch. No hits, no runs, no walks, nothing. Good to see from Eric Swanson. I hope that can continue. Johan Ramirez then pitched an inning of his own. A walk and a strikeout. That's also pretty typical from what you're going to get from Johan Ramirez. Kendall Graveman pitched an inning, allowed a hit, and nothing else. Hirano pitched an inning, allowed a hit, and a run. It was unearned. Uh, one walk and one strikeout from Hirano. Donnie Sadler, who took the loss in this ballgame, one, uh, one inning, two hits, three runs, only one of them earned, two walks and a strikeout. The best thing that can be said about this particular game, at least it wasn't a cheap victory. At least the Padres won by more than one run. Any extra inning game in which the winning margin is one run is a cheap win and a crap win. Worst news for the Mariners, the Astros won by another 3-2 final over the Diamondbacks. So they now find themselves four games behind the Houston Astros for that second spot in the American League West. The good news is that the Mariners are just a couple games back of the Blue Jays for a for the second wild card spot, and the Blue Jays have been playing pretty bad baseball lately. They did not play on Sunday, and they play the Yankees on on Monday, and the Yankees have just been absolutely clobbering the Blue Jays lately. So we'll see we'll see how that goes. The uh, next series the Mariners have, they're going back to Seattle. The air quality is uh, going to allow them to be able to play in Seattle, and they begin a three-game series with the Houston Astros tonight. Marco Gonzalez will tow the rubber, who has had a brilliant season, but unfortunately throughout his career, he's had trouble with the Astros. For the Astros, it'll be Lance McCullers pitching. Tomorrow, the pitching matchup will be LJ Newsom versus Framber Valdez. That's quite a name. And then on Wednesday, it's a 340 start on Wednesday. Nick Margevich is pitching for the Mariners against former Cy Young Award winner Zach Grinke. Mariners then have an off day on Thursday. A couple of items I'm going to discuss in the second half. Going to get back to that horrible extra inning free runner rule. Not going to spend a great deal of time on it, but there is something that I do want to talk about. Secondly, I'm going to pay tribute to a member of my family whose birthday it would have been today. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, this does relate to baseball. Mariners trivia question. 
has nothing to do with the Seattle Mariners today. On this day in 1979, Royals shortstop U.L. Washington hit home runs from both sides of the plate. What does U.L. stand for? Answer following this message from Indeed. Can the Guinness Book of World Records give 2020 the greatest delay of game? Oh, that's so funny. Even though sports had a break, your business sure as hell didn't, unless it has a permanent break, in which case I am sorry. But if you are still in business, you do have to keep moving, gang, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Guess what? Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search just that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. And in fact, I found my day job on Indeed. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. Answer to the trivia question. On this date in 1979, September 21st, 1979, UL Washington hit uh, home runs from both sides of the plate. UL does not stand for a damn thing. His given name is UL. In addition, these were the first two of his major league home runs. Both of them came in the same game. Both of them came from different sides of the plate. And this was his 172nd game. If you've got a question or a comment, please send it to LockedOnMariners at gmail.com for consideration for the Friday Mailbag segment. As a matter of fact, as long as it's appropriate, I absolutely will use it and reply to it on the show. LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. It need not be a baseball question. Ask me about music. Ask me about TV. Ask me about just about it. In fact, ask me about anything. And as long as it's appropriate and not lewd or crass, I will reply to it on the air. More Locked on Mariners following this from Built Bar. Over the course of this program, ladies and gentlemen, I have said just about everything I can say about Built Bar. So to do something a little different, I will read today's advertisement backwards. Carbohydrates and calories, sugar in low also, but protein in high there. Chocolate real in covered bars, protein tasting great makes bar built. Which, of course... Forwards is Built Bar makes great tasting protein bars covered in real chocolate. They're high in protein, but also low in sugar, calories, and carbohydrates. And that is the God's honest truth. They taste great, ladies and gentlemen. I have had the pleasure of tasting a couple of the new flavors. The lemon almond cheesecake is fantastic. And the old reliables, the uh, uh, chocolate toffee almond was very, very good, as was the German chocolate cake. My mom bought a box of them. My housemate bought a box of them. I got some drink powder. I got some Built Go. I've been drinking the uh, the uh, Built Boost, the drink powder. 
uh, quite often, and I've also found that some of the flavors are good mixed with Propel water, so give that a try. Personal hint from your host, DC Lundberg. But do go to BuiltBar.com to order. To order a box of Built Bars, to order some Built Booze drink powder, some Built Go for a boost of energy, and if you use promo code IHATETHEASTROS, Unfortunately, nothing happens. So try promo code LOCKED ON instead to get $10 off your order of delicious tasting protein bars, great drink powder, and built go for some energy. Uh, BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED ON for $10 off your order. Now time for the second half of Locked On Mariners. Once again, your host, D.C. Lundberg. Yes, indeed, we have returned. Thank you very much, Joey Martin, for bringing us back. Second half of Locked On Mariners is about to commence. Two topics to cover in this time. One of them is more that ridiculous extra inning runner, free runner rule. I'm not going to dwell on it too much. And then the second half of the second half, uh, family time. I'm going to talk about my family a little bit and one specific family member whose birthday it would have been today. But first, yep, and I said I'm not going to dwell on it too long, but there's something that I noticed in these games that do go extra innings that the away team has a distinct advantage. If Even if they just score the one run, that forces the home team to score two to win and just one to tie. I know that's really, really obvious, but in practice, I didn't realize just how much of an advantage that this is. This obviously doesn't have much to do with yesterday's Mariners game because the Padres wound up winning by three runs in the 11th inning. Just an observation that I had, and that gets back to something that I said near the beginning of the season, that if you are the away team and you're the first one up there and you've got that free runner sitting out at second base, Pinch run your fastest guy, bunt him over, have him steal, get him in any way that you can, small ball him in, and then you have just forced your opposition, you've taken small ball out of their hands, you've taken that option away from them, because they cannot give up any outs to get that run that run in because they need two to win, one just to tie. It is a huge advantage to be the away team in a situation like this, and I think that small ball really is the way to go. Or at least I think that is the best way to do it. Obviously in baseball, there's more than one way to scratch a run across home plate. Obviously there's more than one way to do that, but small balling him in seems to be the easiest way to do it. And if you've got a free runner out there, take the opportunity to small ball him in. Take advantage of what you've been given and just have him steal, bunt him over, whatever you want to do. Get him across any way necessary and force the opposition to score two runs to win. Because when you score that one, as I said, you've taken small ball away from the other team. Because small ball really is a way to scratch one run across. It's If you need two, it's not really an option you have. So take that option away from the other team and score your one run. I hate this rule with a passion. My housemate actually brought this up to me. She says, she told me, nobody's ambivalent about this rule. They either really like it or really dislike it. And most people that I know 
dislike it. And then you've got the commissioner over here saying, yeah, well, everybody who's seen this role in place has really warmed up to it, and everybody loves it. Uh, yeah, that's not exactly the case, pal. I really hope this is a temporary rule uh, in place this season only, because I do not want to see it back next year. They've been using it in the minor leagues. I have yet to be to a Spokane Indians game in which this rule has had to have been uh, in effect. Of course, I've only gone to a few Spokane Indians games. I haven't lived here very long, but I'm I'm, I'm wandering off topic again. The rule sucks. You know that I hate it, and now we're going to switch subjects. As I said earlier, this would have been the birthday of a family member of mine. My great-grandfather, Bill Trezona, was born on September 21st, 1908. And how does this pertain to baseball, you ask? I will let you know here very, very shortly. Uh, We called him Grandpa T. Bill Trezona, Grandpa T. And uh, he passed in 1996 at the age of 87. He had been married since, um, I think since he was 18 years old. They were married 67 or 68 years, he and and, uh, Grandma T, Laura Trezona. And as a matter of fact, she wound up living to age 100. They were living in Everett at the time of his passing, and his funeral was in Spokane because his roots were always here. As a matter of fact, his funeral was the first time I'd ever been to Spokane. I was still living in Shoreline at the time. And, uh, you know, even at that time, even though we were there for a very, very somber occasion, I loved the city, and I kind of felt from that point on that I, was, that I would always move over here at some point. I didn't think it was going to happen until I retired, but circumstances, one thing led to another, and here I am. In any case, um, Bill Trezona, a great baseball person, he was a semi-pro pitcher here in the Spokane area in the 1930s in a league called the Twilight League, which no longer exists, obviously. I don't know when they folded. I don't even know. I don't know anything about this league other than the fact that my great-grandfather pitched in this league. And this was at a time when Major League Baseball players would barnstorm around the country with various exhibition teams, and a team featuring Babe Ruth came to Spokane. And my great-grandfather, Bill Trezona, got to pitch to Babe Ruth. This is a story that I have wanted to tell on this show since I started back in January, but I also knew that I wanted to save it for his birthday episode. Thank you for letting me indulge in speaking about my family for a little bit here at the the second part of the show. I hope you enjoyed it as well. We are going to call it a show, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back tomorrow morning where I will be joined by Ben Seaver, Dr. Teeth, and a weed whacker. Please remember, you can download, rate, and subscribe to this show so you never miss an episode. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or whichever podcasting app might happen to spring to mind. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow me on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg. Thank you for listening to today's episode, ladies and gentlemen. Again, happy birthday in heaven, Grandpa T. Miss you very much, and Grandma T. Join us back here tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, for another episode of Locked on Mariners, discussing the beginning of maybe the most important series the Mariners have had this year against the Houston Astros. Talk to you then. This is Joey Martin saying join us back here next time for another edition of Locked on Mariners, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 